So I want to talk, obviously, about the, the new album and, and get into this Swan Fest and, and get your opinion on a couple things. And to start things out, taking your temperature right now, I mean, you got a new album coming out just days away on your own record company. Are, are you, like, super relaxed because you know every single thing that's going on or stressed out more than ever because you have to deal with every single detail of it? To be honest, this is the nice part. And, and I think I can speak for the rest of the guys in the band and that it's always cool to be able to sort of let go. I always say that art, it's a matter of abandoning your project as opposed to finishing it. So it's like you go through this whole process of recording the album and before that writing the album. It took us over a year to do it. So it's just like it's almost our baby at this point. And it took up such a big part of our lives and headspace. We got stressed. You know, it, it always happens to where when it's over, there's this big sense of relief, but now our hands are off of it, and we sort of get to just wait a couple more weeks, see what people think, and then just do our thing, which is tour and support it and, and get out there and, and play the songs and, and do all we can to support the record. So to be honest, this, this, is, the, this is the nice time for us. You know, it's the kind of the, the anticipation, the buildup. I, I quite enjoy that side of the whole process. Loving what we're hearing so far with Blood Eagle and Garden in the Bones. And was there any sort of uh, mission statement this time around? Or was it just kind of like, here's the next batch of songs? As much as I want to say that there was some grand behind it not not really i i would say there was a big objective as far as the actual process of the album goes and that was just to book ourselves a year plus off to do a record and that's something we've never done before we, we've always had to sort of keep an objective or keep a deadline in mind with this we said let's just take a year off it's, let's take a year and a half off if we need to let's take even more time away from touring away from the other things that sort of come along with being a professional musician Let's take that stuff off the calendar and just do a periphery record. And just let's find out what we're capable of right now at this point in our career. And uh, and the result is this record. And, you know, I go back and listen to it, and, and there's nothing I would really go back and change. And that's the first time I felt that way about an album. And I think it's directly because of the amount of free time behind it. No, there, I don't think there's any mission statement with the songs, per se, but with the approach behind the writing. The mission statement was just to have fun with this. Just take time off and have fun with it. Because I think that's what Periphery should be about. It shouldn't be this job where we're looking to earn a paycheck. Because I think you can hear that in music. You can hear when an artist and a band is, is really writing to keep the machine running. You know, to keep, right. to, to keep the, the bread on the table, to keep the money coming in. You can hear that. I feel like I can always hear this quality of just a band not caring, a band just having fun and doing it because that's the only thing you know how to do. That was the whole objective behind this record, I think. Well, and and you kind of touched on one of the things I love about Periphery. You, you know, of course, you're going to get the the shred on there. You're going to get the the technicality, but always been a, a sort of sense of humor that comes through with you guys and your music that I love. And you know, even with the new album title, of course, I look at it and add another A, and I'm saying to myself, "Hail Satan!" But it's Hail Stan instead. But I think that's all kind of by design and, and showing off your sense of humor. Yeah, and, and I think part of it is just, it's particularly with the album title, part of it is just, all right, let's see what we can get away with. You know, let, let's see <laughs> let's see how much fun we can have with this and, and still be able to get away with it, you know? And, and I think the, the album title is funny. It, it's funny you bring that up because that was a big source of internal dialogue with us. 
We're like, should we do this? Is this stupid? Is this too stupid? Well, we know it's stupid, but is it too stupid? (laughs) Are we the only ones laughing here? (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. You don't want to be too self-referential or too inside jokey and and, and whatnot. But at the end of the day, we're like, if we're going to run with this, if we're going to make Periphery a big, just flaming passion project, you know, just this circus, right? Then let's just have our cake and eat it, too. That, to me, is what it's about. Let's just have it be this. (laughs) If we want it to be a big inside joke, if we want it to be our own sort of personal playground and not have it be this breadwinner of a band or, or this this money maker, which it's not. And it's never going to be because it's progressive metal. Let's just go all the way with it. And if it's stupid, it's stupid. But hey, we, we did it our way. And if you don't like it, you don't have to like an album title. There's plenty of records where I listen to it. I'm like, well, this album's amazing, but the band name sucks or the album title sucks. It just doesn't matter anymore. You know? Right, right. No, I love it. Like I said, it, it shows your sense of, of humor from the get-go. And me being a DJ, I actually have to stop and concentrate and say, Hail Satan. No, Stan. I mean, Satan. No, Stan. Gets me every time, man. It's funny because people are like, we've seen so many comments and, and just so much, so many examples of feedback where people are like, oh, you guys are Satanists now, huh? Why would you call your album Hail Satan? And we're like, read carefully. Not Satan. Speaking of uh, great names, what can you tell me about this Swan Fest? Swan Fest, man, it's, it's a hell of a lineup. Uh, it's a festival happening March 30th in Anaheim, California, at the Grove, I believe it is. Yep. Which is quite a venue. Yeah, I mean, really, we, we booked a tour last year. We booked it last year, but it, it sort of kicks off March 30th uh, and it begins in Anaheim and it features all four bands in the tour package. It features uh, Dance Gavin Dance, Us, Don Broco, and Covet, and Hail the Sun, I believe. It's got just a ton of other bands on there that kind of fit within this genre we've carved out for ourselves and it's, it's quite a lineup so we're pretty excited to play it I mean, we've never been part of a festival like this in southern california we've, we've done other things similar in other places but uh, to do it in a place like anaheim slash los angeles uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited who is behind this one then i thought you guys kind of were oh no it's uh dance gavin dances festival oh okay yeah, they, they, they organized the festival, and they sent us the offer, and they said, look, it's, it's part of this tour, and it's going to kick off the tour. Would you want to be a part of it? And, you know, for us, for us, we would have said yes anyways, even if we were a regular show in L.A., but once we heard, it was just this amazingly stacked lineup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty incredible. We had to say yes, you know, and we're a big fan of so many bands on that bill, so it's going to be a day where I'm watching at least a half dozen bands before we go on stage. And, hey, Mark, I appreciate all the time, and just wanted to get you on a, a couple other things here, and... Uh... Something I kind of like to have some fun, you know, ultimately, like you were just kind of talking about, we're all music fans, ultimately, you know, that's why we we do this, because we love music. And so I've come up with a couple like little questions and and categories and putting bands in them and just kind of a fun way to talk about bands we like and and have some fun and wanted to get you on a few of these things. And, um, you know, I'll I'll start it off with, uh, you know, a few years ago, everyone was talking about and there was a couple shows behind the, the big four, right, of thrash metal, where we had Metallica and Slayer and Anthrax and Megadeth and that kind of comprised a, of the 80s you know thrash metal and that that kind of put a button on it what I've been working on is adding one to it and kicking it up into the 90s and what what I like to call the flannel five mm. <laughs> so I wanted to get your five. I wanted to get your take on this and you can see where I'm going obviously not a tour or anything that can happen but just your favorite out of Nirvana Pearl Jam Stone Temple Pilots Soundgarden Alice in Chains can I choose Alice in Chains five times? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. mine. So let's put them at the top. Uh, you'll you'll agree with me on that one. Uh, Absolutely. Alice in Chains. Sound. I guess you got to put Nirvana on there, right? I mean, because like, I'm not the biggest. No, like, of course I love it and I appreciate it, but I, I would put a lot of bands before them. But they meant so much to the scene, so I guess you'd have to include Nirvana on there. 
Yeah. And in Soundgarden, Stone Temple Pilots, and... Uh, Pearl Jam. I mean, shh. Oof. Yeah, Pearl Jam would have to round out the five. Yeah. That's a pretty easy five because all of those bands made such a lasting impression on, on that scene. Yeah, that's my five. So uh, you said Alice is your, your numero uno, and that's really what I'm getting down to is who's your favorite off of that list. You're saying Alice, so tell me why, Alice. What was it for you? Because they walked this fine line, and it's something that my ears could recognize even pretty early on. This is, I, I mean, I really sucked at guitars like my first year of learning, <laughs> yet I could hear that they had this sort of technicality and this appreciation for shred music that mm-hmm. the other bands didn't have. Right. And you would hear Ken Thale from Soundgarden, you know, playing leads and solos and stuff. But when you heard Jerry Cantrell play solos, it's like, whoa, this guy, this guy knows who Paul Gilbert is. You know, this, this guy has studied shredding at some point in his guitar career. Yeah. But they're writing these amazingly powerful, like, grunge songs, I guess, where, where they fit into that genre. But they, they also had this extra layer of musicianship and technicality that, that the shredders could appreciate as well. And, and it holds up, like as far as the, the playing and Lane's vocals, too. It's, it's so tasteful and it stands the test of time. I feel like it ages better than a lot of those bands. Obviously with Jerry Cantrell, but I also love the, the haunting vocals that the, the two of them would sing together. Jerry and Lane singing together was just yeah, magic. Yeah, so good. And, and you know, Willem Duvall is a, just a killer singer as well. And yeah. It's, and it's not the classic lineup, and it's not Lane. And, you know, Lane's an icon in his own right. So I'm seeing them soon on their summer tour, and I'm so excited because I just think that that guy is such a fantastic singer. Yeah, the thing that I really like that he brings to it is that second guitar, and it just adds to the sludginess, you know? It just makes all yeah. those riffs heavier. Just to have some fun, go ahead and pick an Alice in Chains song to play on the radio. Ooh, uh, can I choose Nutshell? Continuing on that same trail, we've gone from the 90s and 5, and then I'm going to add one more to it and, and kind of go into the late 90s, early 2000s, and I'm going to call this one the New Metal Six Pack. Oh, I like these a lot. Okay. Here's what we're working on. Rage Against the Machine, Corn, Linkin Park, Slipknot, Disturbed, System of a Down. Oh, man, that's a good one. All right. For me, probably a tie between Rage and Slipknot. That's like splitting hair. It's like picking a favorite kid. Uh, <laughs> I would say Rage because nobody's done that style of music better. And nobody did it better before, and nobody's done it better since. They're the only rap rock band that nobody makes fun of because it's really easy to make fun of new metal, right? And I love new metal more than anybody. I, I, I'm a big new metal fan. And I certainly went through my stage where I had the big old Jinkos and I had, you know, <laughs> lots of friends with frosted tips. And I, you know, I went through that stage. Yeah. But I knew, I knew that the music that I loved and adored was easy to make fun of because it was all stereotypes. Right. But nobody makes fun of Rage because you can't. Right. They were uh, the innovators. The, the innovators. And it's just so solid and powerful from the lyrics to the riffs. It's just, it's timeless, really. But Slipknot. I would say they brought extreme metal into new metal. Right. You know what I mean? Right. They had the turntables like and the screaming and everything. Yeah, yeah. And I like that first Slipknot record a lot, but the first time I put on Iowa, I bought it in uh, ooh, September 2001, I think, whenever it came out. It sounds about right. I bought, I bought it the first week, and I, and I played the first song or the second track, People Equal Shit. I remember hearing the blast beats, and it sounded like Morbid Angel. It sounded like Deicide, you know, mixed with right. new metal. And I thought it was just so innovative and powerful. And um, and yeah, that that record in particular holds a special place in my heart. So I got to stick a gun to your head, though. You got to pick either Rage or, or Slipknot. Got to got to pick one. 
Slipknot. I had to get one out of you. You have to pick one. It, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm still not there yet, man. But I'm, I, I gotta. Get, I, I'm trying to work on the next one. I'm still not confident with it yet. But it, I'm I'm open to ideas and suggestions. If we go to like you, metal, what do we do after that? Metalcore, right? Would have to be kind of right. That would kind of. I guess be, you got to do metalcore. Like choose between you know Kill Switch and Shadows Fall and um, Lamb. We got to put um, Lamb of God in there, right? Lamb of God needs to be on there. Yeah. On Earth, maybe. Atrey you as they lay dying. Yep, yep. Uh, All That Remains, I guess, would be on there. Yeah, you can make a good one out of that. So that we maybe go seven, right? Maybe the Metal yeah. Core seven or something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot of fun talking to you, man. Thank you so much for the time. Likewise, man. Dude, you rock. Thanks for checking out the entire podcast. Now just hit the subscribe button. That way you get it sent to you directly. And follow me on social media at MikeZ967. Don't miss the radio show, bro. Wired in the Empire happens every Saturday night at midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks online at kcalfm.com. Adios.